0: Welcome to the Three P's of Cancer podcast, where we'll discuss prevention, preparedness, and progress in cancer treatments and research. Brought to you by the University of Michigan Rogo Cancer Center. I'm Scott Redding. We're here with Michigan Medicine Dr. Sean Smith, a physical medicine and rehabilitation specialist to talk about rehabilitation and pain management for cancer patients. Dr. Smith leads the Rogo Cancer Center's Cancer Rehabilitation Program, which covers both inpatient and outpatient services. Welcome Sean.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Can you tell us, do all cancer patients benefit from rehabilitation or just certain ones?
1: Well, you know, with rehabilitation it's it's really about restoring uh, a person to either where they were before cancer treatment began or when the, can- when the cancer diagnosis was made or doing the best we can to get them close to there. So uh, well, there are certainly some patients who, who do really well throughout treatment and have minimal side effects. There's there's a large amount of patients who actually do have um, physical, cognitive, psychological impairments, as we call them, or problems. So, those patients probably need some kind of rehabilitation, and it may be just a little bit, or it may be considerable in scope. and And when you look at the numbers. It's something, you know, 80% of advanced breast cancer patients have at least two of these impairments, like pain or fatigue and swelling. And almost all patients get some kind of uh, symptom in the the neurological or musculoskeletal system uh, throughout the cancer treatment. And those patients may benefit from some rehabilitation.
0: So would those patients be more ones that have surgical
1: Procedures, or also uh, chemotherapy or radiation. Uh, great question, and it really depends. So part of my job when I when I first see a patient is to really thoroughly review the cancer treatment that they've received and when it occurred, because that gives me a big clue as to what the culprit is. And you know, I can tell you it 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 can be one of those, or all three, or you know, none if we're lucky, but. But it's tough to pin down just one as the culprit for their symptoms, depending on what they are.
0: Ultimately, what is the goal
1: for cancer patients going through uh, physical rehabilitation? So it really is, it's patient-centered. And so the patient tells me their goal. So for example... It might be a woman who had surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy to treat her breast cancer, and she really wants to throw the ball with her grandson in the backyard. And so she'll come to me and say, every time I reach overhead or I try to stretch back, I have pain in my shoulder or my chest, and I can't do this. So we center the rehab program around, okay, so you're, you're tight here. You have some swelling. Maybe see the lymphedema therapist for the swelling. I can handle you know, your nerve pain, either with something topical or a medication or a nerve block. We can give you some exercises to strengthen the rest of your your body to compensate for the areas that were damaged by radiation so that you can be pain-free and to prevent problems down the road. So, you know, it may be as straightforward as that. I have some patients who are in a wheelchair or, you know, have an amputation. Those are more extreme examples of you know, sort of getting their life back together, getting them back to work or whatever it is their goal, you know, home with the family um, or, you know, wheelchair basketball. It really is up to the patient to tell me what they want. And then we set a realistic goal for them and and we keep trying until we make it. It sounds like the examples
0: that were just given are more centered around an outpatient setting, coming into a um, a gym or a physical therapy type setting. What about those patients that are in the hospital?
1: So, yeah, that's, that's a, a different ballgame, so to speak. So patients in the hospital tend to be, uh, you know, more ill, more acutely sick, right? They have to be hospitalized. Either they're getting chemotherapy or there's been some kind of complication or problem um, and they're pretty weak. So we have a, a really broad approach to these patients with the goal of not letting people decline too much. Um, we know that when people are in bed, just laid up, they lose 1% of their muscle mass every day. They have an enormously increased risk of falling, and they just have a much slower time getting back to um, the previous level of physical function that they were at. So what we do for Certain patients, while they're on the inpatient, say they're on the oncology service receiving chemotherapy, we have a dedicated team of physical and occupational therapists who specialize in seeing uh, very ill sometimes, but uh, just in general, all cancer patients. And we give them a little bit, we give these patients the option at least of having more rehabilitation than the average patient in the hospital so they can get seen every day by both physical and occupational therapy with the, with the design of improving or preserving physical independence. So patients being able to get out of bed on their own or with just minimal help, get to the bathroom on their own or with minimal help, walking so they're not going to fall, getting dressed by themselves so that they're not as reliant on caregivers when they go home. They also get seen by a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor like myself. And we can address symptoms that they have. Maybe it's pain, maybe it's, you know, nausea or something else. We can also sort of plan their rehab program. So sometimes even with this extra intensive rehabilitation that these patients have, they still need to get stronger before going home. So say they're done with chemotherapy or, or what have you, um, and they're still not strong enough to physically be independent. Uh, We have a rehabilitation inpatient unit that patients can go to where they get three, four, five sessions a day of therapy. Doctors like myself manage their medical issues and we plan around the patient to meet their goals and get them home uh, in a timely manner. Um, And again, all of this is about independence so that people don't come back to the hospital because they fell and hurt themselves or because they just aren't thriving at home. We need People to be up and moving and as physically robust as possible, which will also help them get more cancer treatment if that's what they need. So it's it's a different it's it's a different ball game for inpatients versus outpatients. There's a lot of differences, but we offer it across the full spectrum. And is it
0: typical to have inpatient rehabilitation uh, in most hospitals?
1: Most big hospitals will have an inpatient rehabilitation unit. The what sets Michigan Medicine apart is that we have a specific program just for the rehabilitation of oncology patients. So there's only there's less than five I can count on my hand off offhand that have inpatient oncology rehab programs in the country. And so we have doctors who know about your treatments, we have therapists who know about your treatments, and we've We've done this before. We're used to the complexities involved. It might be a matter of uh, a patient getting radiation in between their physical therapy sessions. We make that work. It might be a brand new cutting edge treatment that other hospitals aren't doing, but our rehabilitation floor is even aware of it. So we, we kind of know uh, the ins and outs of cancer treatment. And I think that's a big advantage.
0: Once a patient is discharged, does that care continue from the inpatient to the outpatient setting?
1: Absolutely. And that I think is another strength is that we, you know, have the capability of following a patient from moment one of diagnosis through as long as they need uh, as far as treating their symptoms and making sure they're as strong and robust as possible. So after they go home from our inpatient rehab unit, we have a follow-up appointment made before they even go home. And then we have a plan for them to continue, say it's physical therapy and occupational therapy, and then check back in with the doctors in a few weeks or a month to make sure that th- the patient is still on track, that their symptoms are being uh, managed properly, and that we're not going to run into any problems. We can we can kind of head them off as the, at the past because a lot of these patients will keep getting chemo or having other treatments that could further, uh, you know, cause them to decline physically if we don't, if we don't keep, keep up on it.
0: What's the difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy? What, what are the, the you know, when I think of physical therapy, I think oh, I'm going to ride a bike. What What is occupational therapy?
1: That's a good question. And I'm, I'm going to kind of answer that, uh, around, around about and say that rehabilitation in general is a team-based medical approach to your care. So there's a physician, a PM and our physician or physical medicine rehab who can coordinate all the therapies and also prescribe medications, address pain and and that sort of thing. Physical therapy is part of the team. They're more of sort of the gross motor, you know, aspect of that, meaning they get you stronger, they help your balance, they strengthen your core, you know, whatever is weak they can work on sometimes though that's that's massage and muscle release if it's tight you know for pain relief occupational therapy uh has a a little more specialized in in the cancer world at least they work on first and foremost on things called activities of daily living so helping you get you know your clothes on properly or you know get to and from the bathroom those types of things that when you go home when the rubber meets the road you actually have to live your life they help you with that. Within the cancer world as well, they also have specializations. So some occupational therapists treat lymphedema, which is swelling that can be caused by radiation or surgery. Uh, There's hand therapists, depending on what the symptoms are that patients get. Um, So occupational therapy is is a little bit, you know, a a little bit more broad in that sense. But we also have speech therapists who are speech pathologists, I should say, that can help patients who have trouble speaking or with memory and attention problems. And we also have psychologists on the team to help people cope uh, with issues um, or, you know, diagnose any cognitive issues that they might
0: have. So it's almost like a separate multidisciplinary team
1: Added on to the multidisciplinary team someone sees. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. I should say, though, that not everyone needs all of these services. So I don't want somebody listening thinking that if they see a rehabilitation doctor, they're signed up for 18 other visits. <laughs> you know, whenever possible, I, I you know, if I think exercise is something they should do, I'll, I'll prescribe the exercise and have them see a, a therapist if they need that hands-on skill. Um, and if they don't need PT and OT and speech and psychology, they don't go to all of these. It's just options for them.
0: We've talked about uh, rehab and what the difference aspects of rehabilitation are. How does it help with cancer pain? Obviously, we talked about how it can help strengthen someone and be able to do
1: daily activities, but how does it help with pain? Good question. And that's that's probably, at least outpatient-wise, that's the most common reason I see patients. And um you know, strengthening in and of itself does reduce pain. You know, if somebody's in bed for a long time and they start to walk, all of their joints will hurt. So the stronger your muscles are, the less pain you have. But a lot of uh, pain management from a rehab perspective is taking in what I call an anatomic approach to pain. And so what I mean by that is that if you've had a mastectomy and radiation to your chest and the armpit area or the axilla, then oftentimes there are nerve endings that are really painful there. And so it's not a matter of just throwing somebody on a a strong narcotic pain medication to numb their brain and make them hopefully forget that that surgery happened because the nerve endings are still cut, you know, no matter what the medication is. So the anatomic approach, the rehab approach is, okay, these nerves are causing your pain. We can block them. We can give a, a medication, even if it's something topical, to numb them. We can help you help the scar that's there get looser. That's what occupational therapy would do. Maybe the shoulder is pulled forward and tight. And so physical therapy or exercises that I give them can help loosen that up again. And, you know, and you can extrapolate that. I, you know, at Michigan, we get um, very unique cases in in cancer. So somebody may have, you know, surgery on their leg or in their pelvis, uh, you know, from a sarcoma or a gynecologic cancer. And so there's different nerves and muscles at play there, but it's the same principle. It's, you know, what what's causing the pain and treat that pain generator. And in fact, a lot of our patients don't get put on, you know, opiate narcotics or or strong medications like that because they end up not needing it by us treating the pain at the source.
0: If someone's been diagnosed with cancer and they are preparing themselves for... The treatment, surgery, uh, maybe it's a chemo-radiation uh, combo, are there exercises or things that can be done uh, ahead of time that can prevent side effects from those cancer treatment like getting pain or uh, some of the other um,
1: issues? Uh, good question. So yeah, that's, that's this is the whole concept that we call prehabilitation, so preventing problems from happening so that you don't need to recover or rehabilitate. Um, and that, that, you know, in general, the better shape you're in physically before cancer diagnosis, the less pain or weakness you will probably have. But if somebody gets diagnosed, sometimes they get rushed right into treatment immediately. And so there's not a lot of time to get stronger. Um, for those patients, it's about focusing on, you know, in the near term, keeping moving, uh, talking to their doctors about their symptoms and making sure those aren't keeping them in bed, um, and and also really having a, as good and positive mindset as you can have, because there's a lot of evidence to show that people who are really anxious and in a lot of distress going into their treatment actually have more pain and less physical activity after treatment. There are a couple of examples of, of cancer diagnoses and studies that have been done, though, um, where there's kind of a long gap in between treatments or there's a time for people to get in physically better shape. So uh, colon and rectal cancer is one example where sometimes chemotherapy can last a really long time and there might be a lot of time between chemotherapy and surgery. Um, And so there's one study that showed that people, even as simple as just walking, if you walked a lot before, like while you're on chemotherapy, you're going to walk more after surgery and your quality of life is better. Um, there are some studies also that show that rehabilitation in patients who have lung cancer, but who really have a hard time breathing and getting around, so much so that they they can't get on the operating table for the surgery because they it's too risky with anesthesia. If they do rehabilitation to get stronger, they get uh, strong enough to have that surgery and then they have better outcomes. So it can be life-saving in that regard. Um, but in general... I I think the best thing people can do is actually focus on the mind more than the body because there's usually not a lot of time to get in great shape before treatment begins. Well, as we wrap things up, what are
0: some key points that you want listeners to
1: take away from our
0: conversation today?
1: Well, I want patients to know that they... Are entitled to this care that they have this care available to them because a lot of patients don't know and quite frankly you know it's michigan medicine's pretty good at this but for listeners outside of it and even in michigan medicine their doctors may not know that this is the scope of rehabilitation and this is what's offered Um, and so sometimes the patients have to really advocate for themselves and i encourage them to do so because you know say you have problems from radiation or surgery or chemo even though your life is saved um, or prolonged, it doesn't mean that you're not suffering still. And and a lot of times we can minimize that suffering or take it away entirely, but you have to, you have to kind of ask. And so I, you know, to oncology providers, I would, I would say just be aware that, um, you know, there are physicians who have expertise in pinpointing problems with pain or maximizing somebody's physical and cognitive function after, Surgery, radiation, chemo, what have you—that we can get people back to work or back to life with their families or whatever their goals are. So, simply knowing that this is out there—it's a you know specialty in in medicine, just like ophthalmology is or or pediatrics. So it's covered by insurance, and it's a hundred percent patient-centered, and and it the. The scope of a rehabilitation program is up to the patient and the doctor to to coordinate between each other. Great. Well, thank you for taking the time with me today, Sean.
0: I really appreciate it, and uh, some good information um, that I think everyone can use. Thanks for having me. That's great. Thank you for listening, and tell us what you think of this podcast by rating and reviewing us. If you have suggestions for additional topics, you can send them to med.umish.edu or message us on Twitter at UMRogoCancer. You can continue to explore the three Ps of cancer by visiting rogocancercenter.org.